0: Agriculture as an industry is sexy again. Have you noticed? A great life outdoors, building regional communities, the potential to travel around Australia and the world, and a chance to make a real difference to industries that feed and clothe us. Welcome to The Yarn, it's a podcast for the Australian wool industry. I'm Ellie Bigwood. A living example of just how exciting agriculture can be as a career is Dr. Makayla Seal, who lives an incredible double life between the great southern region of Western Australia and the Falkland Islands off the coast of South America, where she runs an extensive artificial insemination program breeding merino genetics into their local sheep industry. More recently, Dr Seal has been presenting AWI's Ramping Up Repro workshops on behalf of Western Australia's state network, The Sheep's Back. And Ramping Up Repro, of course, is a practical workshop to assist with best practice RAM preparation on commercial properties, helping wool growers manage their RAM teams with confidence prior to joining. I caught up with Mikaela, where she explained a little bit more about her incredible work in the Falkland Islands and where she added in a few key do's and don'ts of managing your RAM teams prior to joining.
1: Yeah, um, so I've been a vet for just over 20 years now, and I've always had a keen interest in sheep. Um, So when I graduated, I worked in general practice for a bit, but not long after that, I went across into the reproduction world. Um, I love sheep and the reproduction. And so for the last probably 18 years, I've solely worked with reproduction in sheep and also flock health.
0: What is it about sheep? that you love what
1: what gauge what's gauged your interest so much in them i think it's our sheep industry that is really got me enthusiastic and where we sit as australians in the sheep industry and what we're doing um the technology that we're involving in our um, sheep industry and the progressions that we're making over time i just think um yeah, I and the animals are great. The personalities of the rams we have in our shed for semen collection, and the ewes that we have come in that we're um, collecting embryos out. Oh, I just yeah get a lot of enjoyment out of them, and also the guys that that are breeding these sheep um, and their passion about the sheep industry as well. Yeah, it's contagious. So speaking about technologies, sheep
0: reproduction technologies is your bread and butter. And you've actually done some really interesting artificial breeding in the Falkland Islands and had some experience in South America.
1: Yeah, so I've been going down to the Falkland Islands for quite a few years now. Um, I think... 18. It's hard to remember. It's been a while. So I've got long-standing relationships and, and friends and that down there um, now. And I've actually really missed it this year. My first time in a long time of not traveling down to the Falklands. Um, and I, the work down there is involving Australian genetics, uh, mainly Merino-based. But there has been some Dooney and some SAM and some Texel genetics go down there and some Afrino genetics over the years. But now it's... Mainly merino genetics, that um, semen that has been going down there and artificially inseminating ewes annually down there for their programs. So, what is it like in the Falkland
0: Islands? Like, what do their merinos and their sheep breeds need for that particular region?
1: It's a really tough environment, um, very, very acidic soils it needs a lot of nitrogen. The problem is it's quite an isolated place yeah. so bringing in those resources can be very limiting. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of white grasses and it's the cold winters and very windy summers. Um, amazing wildlife <laughs> um, down there with the, the penguins and the albatross and that and, but the, it's a mainly a wool wool based country and it can be very harsh environment at times they run it probably at half a dse if that has some yeah yeah so would you say the environment's the biggest like production limiting factor oh 100 100 100 um the isolation and the um the harsh environment really do limit things um lamb survivability down Mm. there can be a big issue um, at certain times. Um, but the guys have, um, I've seen great changes as we can all say in Australia mm. in the last 18 years that we've had, just the same down there with what people are uh, integrating into their management programs. It was a set stocking, right? Um, the abattoir, I think, was only first there producing meat to go to the eu when i first arrived and i've just seen great developments in that down there um and also their fleeces that they're getting off there. Well, they've over the time, how they've reduced that micron um, because it was based initially on a corridor mm-hmm. genetics and then they brought in actually live um, Polworths out of Tasmania um, a long time. Oh, I can't remember when that was. It was bef- way before my time. Yes. And then over time, there's infused more of the Australian merino genetics down there.
0: So how would their you and ram management, um, what are the similarities and differences to what we do here in Australia?
1: Well, over time in the Department of Agriculture in the Falklands, there's been a lot of Australians working over there for certain periods of time. There's only two other vets in the country. and um, They have a very varied role between general practice veterinarians, export veterinarians, and veterinarians doing um, inspections for the for the fishing industry as well as the abattoir. So, so and they've also and with a lot of Australians in the Department of Agriculture, they have infused a lot of the research that has been done in Australia with our sheep management practices for ewe management, rotational grazing, and also ram management. Into their practices. Um, um, I think it's um, a very unique place to be and what people are putting into their flocks. And we're expecting a lot more out of our sheep Mm -hmm. than what I think we were a long time ago. And I think the Falkland Islanders are doing the same. It'll be be great when you
0: can actually hopefully get back over there once COVID subsides and continue this
1: program. Uh oh, yeah, we hope so. We hope yeah. so. We 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 had plans in place but just because of shipping routes and there's only one flight a week in from South America mm. and um there was actually two there for a while until pre-covid and now there is just the military flight coming down from mm. the UK. Yeah. Mm.
0: Right. So speaking about you and particularly RAM management, we're actually here today at a Ramping Up Repro workshop, um, which is a partnership between AWI and Zoetis in Boyart Brook in Western Australia. And you have been our veterinarian as a presenter. So I want to just touch on a few of the key take homes from ramping up repro, obviously, we encourage all producers to actually go and do the workshop in person. Um, but we talk about ram inspections and preparing your rams three months before joining. What, what's so significant about that three-month time period?
1: Well, the main thing is the time for the ram to produce semen, the time it goes from a single cell to semen being available to be ejaculated, it takes 42 days, right? So we need to have 42 days of no stress, no interruption to, to make sure that our rams are ready to go. The other factor is by giving three months in advance to joining, if there's any issues, it gives us time to correct it. Possibly the rams aren't quite at the right condition score that we need to. It gives us time to do that. It gives us time to do treatments such as vaccination, boosters, um, drenching, um, shearing, lice treatments, well in advance of of having to that spermanogenesis cycle. It's so that we've got that time for rams to be ready to be the elite athlete they need to be in that joining period.
0: Yeah and so for well, for a lot of wool growers in southern parts of Australia that joining period is around the February mark for
1: winter lambing so really this needs to start in November. Yeah and it's also um, by doing some checks even a quick check before ram sale time it gives you a quick opportunity to say okay, these ones aren't going to be able to do the job. I'm, I'm not going to be able to get them up to go. Or there's issues with, with their reproductive organs, mm-hmm. okay, that you can see, you can feel. It, it gives you an opportunity to plan for that sales season because there'd be nothing worse than doing your checks um, pr- after all the sales season and realising you're coming up short. So I think it's h- enabling people to plan, and have a plan in place and even to be thinking about the years ahead in terms of what their ram budget is going to be because you want to get the most out of your investment. You want to get longevity. You want the cost per lamb on ground to be minimal.
0: Well, and that's the thing as well, talking about um, getting your bang for buck. Well, these genetics are going to be in your flock for the next 16 years it's one of I mean one of the few things that you learn in the workshop but that you know so these genetics are going to be around in your business for a long time so it's really important to factor that in and make sure you're making good
1: decision Oh, hundred um, percent we need to be thinking about um, that we may we, the rams that we're purchasing are meeting our breeding objectives because as we discussed today our f2 crosses which have 25 percent of our Rams genetics going to be influencing our flock up to 16 years after we first purchase that ram. Wow. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. So we want to make sure that we're, we're putting the right genetics in the direction we want to take our flock. Um, and I think it's really important that we we set that time aside to say, what do I want to achieve with my flock? Where do I want my genetics to take me? And also discussing with your ram breeder. Do you align with your ram breeder? Um you know, and, and looking at where they're taking their flock and, and those kind of things.
0: So, let's talk about a pre-joining inspection or a RAM inspection. What are the non-negotiables, things that we really do
1: need to look for? Condition score. We really need them to be a condition score three and a half at joining. So, having that plan in place where you can do it. The four T's, your toes, your teeth, your tackle, so the penis, and you're also the testicles. So making sure those are going to be able to pass those genetics mm-hmm. across. So they would be my ones that would be non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what are the implications of
0: realising you have a ram that's not going to be able to pass on his genetics effectively?
1: good thing about doing the check is you can exclude him from your ram breeding flock. So you, you want to make sure that the rams that you are putting out there are doing the job. So for one that we get conception rate and and that is the key driver that we need to make our our profit and our and our income and to grow our flock and the future generations of our flock. If we put a dud ram out there, he could be the one that's the dominant ram fighting, pushing the rest away. Um and not passing on any genetics mm. whatsoever. And he's wasting our time and your money, you know. um, We've got to make sure that our rams that are going out there, every single one and when we put it out there, is capable of doing the job to make sure we're getting the most out of our investment. And they have that ability to pass on their genetics. If they can't pass on their genetics, it doesn't matter how good a ram they are, yes. they're not doing anything for your flock.
0: Yeah. And new rams versus, we'll say, experienced rams, who should the newer rams be serving and the older rams, who would um, they be more suited to in your flock?
1: Well, it's it's up to you where, you where you want to put them, where they're aligning for your breeding objectives and that. But something to be really conscious of is young ewes have quite a subtle silent heat, right? And... Young rams aren't that experienced at picking that up as your older rams, so maybe it's a consideration that if you've got really young rams that are going out, you maybe put them with ewes that are a bit older, and maybe... You're really young ewes that are going to have that really subtle heat, um, putting rams that possibly have um, at least, you know, done one breeding season. They know what their job is, essentially. And they're a bit more experienced at detecting those subtle short heats in those those maiden ewes.
0: And then when you've got the young rams and, or the younger rams and the young ewes together as well, you're still getting, you know, the best genetics, like
1: the newest genetics in your flock together as well absolutely and we're seeing more and more people wanting to join you lambs and you can have issues by putting you lambs with really young rams Mm -hmm. they just they just we're putting inexperience with inexperience which isn't always the best combination no
0: (laughs) i mean are we speaking about sheep are we speaking about humans (laughs) yeah Um, We'll leave it at that. Makayla, thanks for being on The Yarn and thank you for that very practical advice on how we how we can optimise our rams. No,
1: thanks for having me on today, Ellie.
0: Dr Makayla Seal there at the Ramping Up Repro Workshop recently in Boy Up Brook and before that talking about her work in the Falkland Islands. If you're interested in attending a Ramping Up Repro Workshop, or a Winning with Wieners workshop, head to wool.com forward slash people. And under the Education and Leadership page, there is information on all the available practical workshops that are on offer. Or of course, get in touch with your state network for more information. And keep an eye out too in the coming weeks for Episode 3 of AWI Changemakers, where Nathan Scott will outline the practical management of your RAM teams to best prepare them for joining as well. So lots of information to get you RAM ready. Any feedback, email us at, the yarn at wool.com. Australian Wool Innovation is on Facebook, on Twitter at Wool Innovation and Instagram at Beyond the Bale. Thanks for your company. I'm Ellie Bigood, and catch you soon for another yarn.